Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Moldy Rogues podcast. Today is the much-anticipated Heroes vs. Villains draft episode 1. Later on, we shall have another Seagal or not Seagal, but before that, we will be drafting our five heroes, and I thought I would allow a little peek behind the curtain before we started drafting by listening in to what we both individually had hoped to get, and then you can hear it play out. We were not privy to each other's pre-match ruminations, of course, that was all secret, but I think it adds an extra element of excitement to the draft, knowing when one of us picked a player the other had been coveting. We will start with James's musings on his five heroes. Well, everyone, while I have Dan on mute, I've tried to look at this a bit tactically because I've gone for a bit of a mixed bag. I've got a nasty feeling that Dan is going to throw in some robots or something, even though he promised he wouldn't, which is going to make things a little bit more difficult. But even so, I've gone for, right, heroes, Indiana Jones, James Bond, Jason Bourne, big hitters right off the bat. And then I've got Maximus, Leonidas from 300, and also... Jack Sparrow, less of a fighter, but, you know, he brings things to the party in other areas. So, hmm, let's see. I don't know. I think Dan's probably Dan's probably spent a lot longer on this than I have, so he's probably uh, trawled the internet looking for the best of the best, but we shall see. Okay. In terms of what I'm looking forward to and hoping for, mostly with this draft... I have to say, for the heroes, I am pretty keen to get John Wick on my team. John McClane as well, who I'm certain James will go for. Batman, another one of my big five I'm hopeful for. Jason Bourne, Sherlock Holmes, Rambo. And then we've got other people that I will take, but wouldn't be my first choice. But basically, as long as James is unhappy, then I am happy. Let's get on with it. So this here is the Mouldy Rogues Heroes and Villains Battle of Good versus Evil, whereby myself and James draft seven players to two seven-a-side teams, one of goodies, one of baddies. We will take it in turns to draw, and there will be no James Bond, no superheroes, no TV characters, no robots, and no aliens. Let's say we will start with the goodies. Okay. All right, so I choose, you choose, you choose, you choose. Heroes is not just physical strength. Let's no, just make that absolutely clear. Because the categories also involve a degree of intelligence, yeah. cunning, and yeah. the like. Yeah, yeah. All right, so my first hero, I'm going to take Batman. <sighs> See, straight out of the bat, my first choice. Cross that off the list. <laughs> Batman. Yep. Why would you pick Batman? Oh, he's, he's incredibly strong, incredibly rich, incredibly intelligent. He's the world's greatest detective in the comics. That was what he was known as. Um, and so I think he's going to be a tough cookie 
to beat. Who is your first goodie that no doubt is on my list? Well, uh, I don't think he is, actually, because I've gone for a bit more of an all-rounder. I have gone for the American James Bond, Jason Bourne. JB. Yes, he is on my list. Um, not right near the top. Mm. You're you're thinking, yeah, this is a guy with near superheroic strength. Not just right? in fighting, though, but he's a, he's a bit of a man for all seasons. You know, if you need, there's a lot of strings to his bow. Good driver, probably handy at DIY. Knows how to scale an embassy wall, all that kind of stuff. The only thing that would let Jason Bourne down is probably uh, his net worth and maybe I don't know if he'd be a lot of fun over a pint. So that kind of area he might be weakest. But yeah. having said that, I really don't think Batman would be a lot of fun over a beer either. No, which luckily is not one of the categories. So, um, okay, I am going to go for my second goodie. To add to Batman, mm-hmm. I'm going to have Sherlock Holmes. Was he on your list? Yeah, literally my <laughs> number two. Ah, oh, that's really annoying. That was wow. a last-minute one, actually. I was going to go for somebody else, but... I just figure I want the brains as well as the brawn. Sherlock Holmes has kind of got everything going on, I think. Yeah, he's going to be a tough man to beat. Who's your number two? Number two, Indiana Jones. Ooh, you see? Yes, he was very much on my list. What got you Jones in for Indiana? I think he has got a bit of everything, all-rounder. Also, yeah, yeah, sense of humour, which is always important, I think, in these battles. I think he is perhaps the only character that sprung to mind who, now that you've nabbed Sherlock Holmes, who could rival Sherlock Holmes in the combination of both brawn and brains. Is he known for his brains, Indiana Jones? <sighs> Professor of archaeology, mate. He spends very little time in the classroom, though. Yeah, he's got a lot on. <laughs> okay, next. Oh, I'm stuck between two here. This is, this is tough. I mean, limiting it to five. All right. I am going to go all-out brawn, gunplay, John Wick. Was he on your list? Yep. <laughs> to be fair, he was lower down, so right. I'm a bit annoyed that I, uh, I didn't put him higher, though, because I didn't, I didn't think he would go for John Wick for some reason. It, I only thought of him quite near the end. It occurred to me, I thought, well, this, this guy is a tough cookie, loves his dog. Um, Okay, who are you having number three on your seven aside? Well, number three, hero. John Wick, can I just ask a question? If there's a fight, does John Wick have a gun? No, I'm just thinking because I was going to go for my all-out brawn choice, but if John Wick's got a gun, it kind of makes it a bit unfair. It depends. There are different categories. There are some that are gun play and some are brawl in a pub car park. All right, okay, I'm going to go all-out. Brawl, brawn, strength, Leonidas. In 300? Yeah. What other Leonidas do you know? The Belgian <laughs> chocolatier. <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind. He's very much, I guess, top heavy. Leonidas, okay, that's a terrible choice. I will go for my number four. <sighs> this is tricky. This is tricky. All right, I'm going to continue my streak of brawn. This is a gentleman. I'm not even sure if he can speak. 
He certainly never has. But he would kick Leonidas into a tin cup. It is another John, John Rambo. Huh? Was he on your shortlist? No, he oh. was not. Well, you made a mistake. Two men left to choose. Who are you going for next? Trying to balance it with what you... So you went with Rambo last. Ooh. Okay, I am going to go for... Uh, well, <laughs> uh, this is really hard. I love how seriously we're both taking this. <laughs> I just really want to balance it, and I want to make sure that I haven't given you anyone that good. Okay. Yep. Get on with it, man. Cheapers, creepers. I am going to go with John McClane. No, that's my number five. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to steal McClane. He is the funniest of all the heroes. I think we can agree. Yes, yes. Imagine John McClane and Rambo going for a pint. It would be... Well, this is where I think we've let ourselves down a bit because I think going out for a pint with all of these guys would not be that much fun. How have we let ourselves down? Because, oh, because going out for a pint is not one of the categories. No, I know, but just I think we're, we're focusing too much on the brawn, which is only natural if it's heroes. Yes. But I feel that you know we're neglecting the more cerebral aspects of uh, the hero play. Speak for yourself. I've got Sherlock Holmes. Okay, my fifth man now. Would you allow me Chewbacca? No. No, definitely what not. What possible objection would you have to Chewbacca? Well, he's not human. <laughs> I thought I would sneak that Chewbacca, one. Chewbacca, to be honest, Chewbacca is also, I don't know, he's sort of a, he's a solid player, but I don't, I don't, yeah. know, whether, I, I don't know whether you want him... He's very much a Sergio Busquets of your team. You know, he, he gets can, the job done, but he's not hes not a flair player. He can fly a plane, can he not? Doesn't he need Han Solo to do that, though? No, nope. Han on his Solo own? just flirts with his own sister or whatever he does. No, Chewbacca is the finest pilot in the galaxy. He goes on about how great his plane is, because he can do... The he sp- can't speak. Not him. Han Solo goes on about how great his plane is. <laughs> Chewbacca unless might as was, well. Unless that was the director's <laughs> cut that I didn't see. <laughs> Every time he goes, I can't do it. Do your Chewbacca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he does that. He goes, and he goes, I am actually the greatest pilot in the galaxy. Yeah. I can fly the Kessel run in uh, three parsecs. Okay. Millennium Falcon. But, yeah. Yep. Right, this is tricky. I am going to go with the only hero on anybody's list called Alan. I'm going to go with Alan Dutch Schaefer, which is Schwarzenegger in Predator. Um, Clearly not on your radar. Nah. Predator. I'll allow it. <laughs> You'll allow it. He's a human. You certainly will allow it. All right, finish yeah. out your five chosen goodies. Well, you see, I'm concerned now because, as before, we seem to have both picked five <laughs> white men each. <laughs> that's not our fault. That is Hollywood's fault. That's Hollywood's fault. That's very, that's very, very true. And I suppose, in my defence, Leonidas is at least Greek. You haven't even got that. So I've got 
Uh, you know, a bit of Mediterranean in there. Alan Schaefer's Dutch. No? <laughs> okay, who's your number five? Do you think oh. that the bride from Kill Bill is a hero? Mm, yeah, anti-hero, but I would allow it, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Maximus from Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> she would be an excellent choice, but you're going to go with Maximus Meridius. Just because I could just see it now. If I go for, and I was thinking about the bride and I had some other female contenders, but then we always get back to the same place where it's, okay, so it's the bride versus <laughs> Rambo in a pub car park, fisticuffs. She's not going to win, is she? Even if she does that five-finger death punch thing. So you want Maximus Decimus? No, 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 no. No, no, we have the bride. We have the bride. We will talk more about her, I'm sure, when her card comes up in the match. I do want to say, for the record, there were three other people who I was considering. Going to get Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. Brian Mills from Taken. I thought about Brian Mills from Taken. I considered it, but he's... He's all right, but he is in his 70s. And I was going to go for Statham from Crank. Yeah, not a bad shout, actually, Statham again. I think Brian Mills was also on my list. I didn't have Bruce Lee, but I went for Jackie Chan instead because I think um, he's like Bruce Lee, but doesn't take himself as seriously. I had Zorro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm not really sure why I picked Zorro. But, pencil um, moustache. Pencil moustache. Quite camp. Um, <laughs> I don't really. And then I, so, I, so I rethought Zorro. Zorro was like at the bottom of the subs bench. And then I had Ellen Ripley from Alien. And oh, and Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I would have really liked you to have chosen Jack Sparrow. I think there's a few holes in that paper tiger. <laughs> Cigar or not cigar, you lost one. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm still kicking myself with that. I think um, don't know what happened to me. Every dog has his day. Inevitably, you were going to come a cropper, and the foreigner did for you. But we still have a few films to choose from that may or may not belong to Stephen's catalogue. Um, could you give Excellent. me a number between one and fifteen? Uh, let's go for three. All right. Today's genuine film is 2002's Half Past Dead. Good name. Right off the bat. Good yep. name. It's a great name. In this, I will posit Steven Seagal, may not be him, but I will say it is definitely Steven Seagal, plays a car thief called Sasha Pestrosevich. Um, okay. I mean, the, the title is very strong. Yep. Quite a complicated foreign-sounding name for yeah. his character. Unless you're going to tell me he's a car thief who used to be in the Secret Service. I'm not so sure. I will give you the plot synopsis. Sasha Pestrosevich 
is a car thief who's brought in by criminal Nick Frazier to work for crime boss Sonny Ekval, who apparently shot and killed Sasha's wife. Apparently. When FBI Special Agent Ellen Easy Williams and her team show up to nail Nick, things go she, bad. She's got that nickname? Yeah. Well, it's E dot Z. It might be just her middle initials. <laughs> e dot Z. Easy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so just recapping again, because yeah. I do like this chap who writes all these reviews. He's got a yeah. real way with words. Uh, you know, <laughs> words are his tool. The rich stories he conjures. Um, so, the car thief, he's invited by another criminal to go and do a job for a crime boss yes. who has, quote-unquote, apparently killed the car thief's wife. Yes. Right. So... When the FBI agent Easy Williams and her team show up to nail Nick, who is the criminal who has introduced the car thief to the crime boss. <laughs> Certainly convoluted enough to be this <laughs> yeah. Sasha gets shot. After is Sasha eight again? Mo- That's Steven Seagal. Okay, fine. Yeah. After eight months of recovery following his brief bout of being clinically dead from the shooting... Sasha is <laughs> clinically dead. <laughs> he was only briefly clinically dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, eight months of recovery following that. Sasha is incarcerated along with Nick in the newly reopened Alcatraz prison. Now, are these things linked together or are they just random things that happen to Sasha? He's shot has a brief bout of being clinically dead, and then yeah. he's imprisoned in Alcatraz, which they reopened because of this job that went wrong and he was shot at at the beginning, or...? No, it's been reopened anyway, but because he's such a badass, they put him in the newly reopened Alcatraz prison. As a car thief? Yes. Isn't it for, like, murderers and stuff <laughs> like that? Al Capone. And this um, one random car... Th- well, I suppose yeah. you've got to ask yourself why... Nicholas Cage was on that plane in Conair when he was about to be released. Let's fly in with all these serial killers and terrorists. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, so he's yeah, in yeah. Alcatraz. Okay. Now things uh, start to get complicated. Now man... things start to get complicated. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> A man is scheduled to be executed for stealing $200 million in gold. Now, once again, that makes me think, do you get executed for stealing money? Well... I was just going to say, who's in charge here? Kim Jong Il. <laughs> if he'd stolen 150 million, then it's a slap on the wrists. But 200 Biden's million. Really, Biden's really cracking down on the theft, isn't he? <laughs> so he's scheduled to be executed. Before the execution can be carried out, a small but well equipped team of terrorists, the 49ers, parachute what? on. Parachute, I told you it got complicated. Parachute onto the island and gain control of it. They demand yeah. that the man tell them where he hid the gold, which he has never revealed. But in okay. the process of breaking into the prison, they allow some of the inmates to be released. And led by Sasha, which is Steven Seagal, they try to stop them. What? <laughs> I told you. Let's just recap here. Um, <laughs> so Steven Seagal's in Alcatraz. That's yep. uh, because he tried to steal a car. And then shot for it, and then got better, and then got sent to Alcatraz. Fine. So he's in Alcatraz. And then 
some bloke is going to be executed for stealing something else yep. at $200 million. And then a team of terrorists come in and they want this guy who's going to be executed to tell them where the gold is. Yeah. So they take control of the entire island to get the information. And whilst this is going on, Seagal is released, but has a pang of conscience because he's been treated so fairly by the justice system that he wants to see the terrorists brought to justice. Yes. Despite the fact that he himself has been shot and imprisoned in a maximum security prison for doing no more than nicking a car. (laughs) Despite this. Okay, fine. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's absolutely baffling. So that, to me, suggests that it is a seagull <laughs> film. Completely nonsensical. Yeah, I mean, it will have had about 10 different people writing 10 different scripts, and they just like mm-hmm. put bits together, I would imagine. No Vinnie Jones in a submarine, though. That's my... Well, I have got two famous okay. co-stars that you may pay for. I've got two... Bits of trivia and a hilarious pun. Uh, maybe I'll buy the co-stars on this occasion. All right, his two co-stars are Jar Rule and Morris Chestnut. Ah, Morris Chestnut's in it. It's good to hear that Morris Chestnut's getting the big film roles as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> am I actually supposed to know who Morris Chestnut is? Mm, no, but it's an excellent name. This is an excellent name. Okay, I don't know who Morris Chestnut is. Ja Rule, though, he did, I seem to remember, um, another film with another rapper. Was that DMX or somebody like that? That was something similar. That was something like, you know, Quarter Past Dead or something. That was the prequel to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Half Past Dead. <laughs> also, Half Past Dead as well. So far, anything time-related hasn't come into it. He was dead for a while, so I think maybe that's the link. For half an hour? It's not clear. Eight months, I if think. he's dead for half an hour, well, eight months doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if he was dead for half an hour, then the title works. <laughs> yeah, Ja Rule. Mm. I'm going to say, because it sounds like utter gibberish and Ja Rule's in it, that this is a seagull film. Ka-chunk. I have locked you in to a cigar film. You see, I'm hoping after you got the first 10 correct, you're going to start on a run of the next 10 all incorrect. That's mm. what I'm secretly hoping for. Right, but I'm not going to tell you whether you're right or wrong yet. I will give you the trivia. It's one of my favourite bits of trivia. And I think you have to bear in mind who he is in the film with. In an interview with Sight and Sound, Steven Seagal confirmed that he hates chestnuts. <laughs> uh, I really hope that was asked because he was sat next to Morris Chestnut. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful. Yes. If it was not, then I think sight and sound probably should be asking more probing questions than that. Okay, another piece of trivia. In an article for the German publication Berliner Kurier, Wolfgang Lindner recalls the eccentricities of Steven Seagal on set. Reportedly, Seagal travelled everywhere in the company of a Buddhist advisor whose verdicts on the state of Seagal's karma would be reason enough for Seagal to halt filming for the full day. I mean, you had me doubting myself a little bit, 
but that has just come that screams like a cigar move that one <laughs> you had me at buddhist advisor exactly yeah <laughs> okay last bit will be amusing pun so cigar goes to see the warden the warden i mean you can imagine the witty rejoiners going back and forth in this conversation uh-huh. the warden says you can take that to the bank and sasha pestrovich says i'm gonna take you to the bank warden to the blood bank okay he's gonna take him to the blood bank is he gonna get intravenous drip is the warden a donor (laughs) you have to be a donor in order to go to the blood bank unless he's saying i will injure you in such a way that your blood loss will be such that you'll be requiring a blood transfusion but even then yeah you don't do that at a blood bank as a hospital is what you're thinking of yeah you've gone to the wrong Uh, place you go to the blood bank that's of no use i'm going to take that to the bank i'll take you to the bank and i'll also take you somewhere where you can have a blood transfusion afterwards is what he meant to say (laughs) (laughs) and then you can do your civic duty yeah and about people less fortunate than i mean if you've got a rare blood type that's actually really helpful of you take you to the bank and then take you somewhere where you can donate some of your blood to help those less fortunate than yourself <laughs> i mean these are getting worse to be honest the the puns yeah. are getting wider and wider of the mark and to think that i made fun of him when he said is this your card <laughs> after killing a guy with a playing card way back when um no, that makes no sense at all. Also, he didn't say you can take me to the bank. He said you can take that to the bank. And he goes, oh, I'll, I'll take you to the bank, Warden. No, I didn't. No, really... I didn't say you can take me. Oh, I don't hey, want to go to the hey, bank. You, you better order a taxi because you're going to take me to the bank. Oh, I'll take you to the bank, Warden. I'm ordering it right now. No, take the. I'm going to take you and this, what you've just told me to the bank. <laughs> then it would work. Oh, I'll take you to the bank and then... I'm going to take you to the blood transfusion centre, Borden. See how you like them apples. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I'm going to take that to the bank. Oh, I'll take that to the bank. Well, no, I've said I'll take it. And also, you're incarcerated. <laughs> but you can't go to the bank, so. Yeah, no, you're locked up. That I mean, You'd probably try and escape if you yeah. went to the bank. You're on Alcatraz yeah. Island, you maniac. The justice system would look down on me, you know, having you run errands for me to the bank and so it's... <laughs> Do we know what the bit before that was? What did the warden say? Because it sounds like there was some sort of zinger. It must have been, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down on you so hard, your eyes will pop out of your ass, and you can take yeah. that to the bank. He goes, I will take you to the bank. <laughs> A masterclass in script writing, I'd say. And the final piece of the puzzle is the AintItCool.com review, and it's a very short one. It says, "A terrible film." Does Steven Seagal have some kind of kidney disorder? Why are, his, <laughs> why are his eyes always so puffy and his midsection so disproportionately distended? <laughs> a terrible film. Sitting on the fence there, at, ain't it cool? I stand by it 100%. I think it's a Seagal film. <laughs> I'm going to be absolutely gobsmacked if it's anybody else with a Buddhist advisor. Okay, I can reveal that 2002's half past dead is a steven seagal film yeah 
You're back. It's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> Come on, England. Come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent news. Oh, no. Yeah, there were times where it was a little bit in and out with that one, but the Buddhist advisor that nailed that, even though that was after I decided, but yeah. And there it was. More glorious Seagull content and the first part of the Heroes and Villains draft. Next time we will have part two of that draft and I finally break James's brain with the most tedious magazine selection yet in Is It A Magazine? It really is something to behold. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.